Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Sometimes Heroes. My name is James and I'll be your game master. Let's introduce our players. Hello, my name is Molly and I play Eden, the noble human sorcerer. My name is Amanda and I play Galena, the dwarven bard. Hi, I'm Mark and I play Gij, the human shield bearer paladin, probably. Uh, not quite yet. We baby paladin. We bab. Fighter. Eric. Fighter. Babadin. Uh, hello, my <laughs> name is... Hello, my name is Eric, and I play the half-orc barbarian, Sten. My name is Winter, and I play the elf druid, Sariel. Last time on Sometimes Heroes, Gij began his trials with the assistance of Sten to join the Order of the Silver Crescent, and Team Galpals went about uh, acquiring more information from the library and stole from a blind man. It was good times. And then you went to go talk to Sasan. Yes, and you are currently in her room, and I believe Sten has just come because he wanted to find you guys. I went to find them. I didn't know if I found them. Yes, you did find them. Hey, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Looks like you found us. Oh, <laughs> so God. it seems. Oh, it's you. You, <laughs> Sten, you step into the hallway just outside Sasan's room. Inside, they are all sort of stacked up on the bed around a book. Super awkward. Uh, like, including Connor? Yes. There you were having a gal pal meeting. I feel like I'm intruding. I have important <laughs> news, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Not stacked up, but like stacked around in a circular fashion. I see. Um, so, so hi, everyone. I guess I'm just going to... I mean, I don't want to like interrupt and be like, Hey, everyone, stop what you're doing. I got news. Oh, well, what we're doing, in, you know, it's relevant to you too. I think you'll find it somewhat interesting. Uh, where's Gige? He didn't die, did he? Galena's just playing her lute in the corner of the room because reading reading contracts is super boring. It's true. So By your right. silence, I assume you mean yes. So R.I.P. Okay. Well, fine. I guess I will interrupt. Wait, is Sasan's there, right? No, no, no. Uh, Eric, Eden well, just asked Sten what, oh. what Gigi's up to. Oh, sorry. I, I thought she was asking you for some reason. Oh, he's, uh, he's doing his trials. You know about his trials? I forget. I've been distracted by daffodils. Dandelions. Dandelions. Mm -hmm. Trials. Trials? Like, yeah, well, he sort of stumbled into this trial thing. Um, he's going to join this, like, holy order. Um, what? Yeah, it seems like a good one. Um, saloon, saloon, right? I mean, not mm -hmm. that I would yeah. not that I would want to discourage him from going after his dream or whatever this is, but how long is that going to take? Um, well, we did two of the trials. We had to pick flowers and make a big piece of paper. Um, that sounds really... It was incredibly awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it was fantastic. I, I'm not gonna lie. Galena just rolls her eyes. Well, <laughs> so the, the well, the, the paper one actually took a really long time for him, and I couldn't help out as much as I wanted to with that. He was actually still in the midst of doing that when you left. Oh yeah. Oh, he's still. Oh, he's still on the paper. Sorry, guys. He's still on the second one. He's on the paper. Um. So he's got to make this huge piece of paper out of smaller pieces of, of paper. Um, it's it, I, again, it's as interesting as it seems, which is to say extraordinarily interesting. Um, <laughs> but I got distracted because I started spying on people in the temple and, uh, what was, I also fetched, what did I fetch? Fetched uh, a brush. Yes. I fetched a brush and spied on the temple. Um, and I discovered that they were talking about the work they're going to do on our, um, our dance hall, um, you know, our club and, oh, and I got that start started by the way, we're going to be paying them to repair our place but oh. i overheard them talking about putting in a secret room they were trying to make it look like some other plans they had some sort of secret in our place i don't know what maybe like a secret door 
to enter it, but something Wait, they're, up, they're up to no good is what I'm they're getting. They're going to install a secret door. Well, they're going to in, install in secret... my establishment. Indeed, indeed, it, a secret something. It may not be a door. It could be really anything you can imagine. Well, a I statue, feel like a chandelier. How secret could they possibly make it? Number <laughs> I really one, like that. and number and number and number two, why? I do not know um, on either account. So. I feel like if you want to make a secret room, it would be a lot more efficient to make it in a secret place that somebody else doesn't own. Yeah, well, I'm assuming that it is not going to be beneficial to us, or it's a surprise. Maybe it has a bunch of cake in it. I don't know, but we're going to find out what it is. Um, that's why I came here. Maybe I can steal Connor for a bit. Uh, yeah. Just because that's just because that's kind of fun. Am I leaving anything out? I think that was it. So he's going to have some more trials. Oh, and yeah, so because what happened was I was burned. So we went to the temple, A, to hire those contractors, and B, to get my burns treated. And while I was getting my burns treated, I think uh, Gij became very inspired by these saloon people and decided to become their devotee. Um, so that's how that happened. You know, you leave us alone for five minutes and this kind of thing just happens. Just accept it. I can see I've left you all speechless. No, I wanted, I wanted to say something, but my mouth is full of chocolate. Fair enough, fair enough. That's a good reason not to speak. So In world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just munch it on some chocolate. So what's going on with you? This looks fun. Oh, well, we may have uh, a book here that will tell us quite a bit, well, hopefully, about the contract that Nisei has with our good BFF4L, the Feasting Crow. Ah, that sounds a lot more important than my stuff. Possibly? Hi, by the way. Sasan waves. Wait, she, so she is there. I thought you said she wasn't. I'm confused. Sasan oh, no. doesn't have to leave until uh, tonight. Wait, did I, did I? I swear to God, I asked if she was there and you were like, no. Am yeah, I, crazy? I, think, I think, James, I think you did say she wasn't there, which oh. kind of confused me, too, but I didn't want to say anything because I, I usually don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, in this room is the party sans Gij, Sasan, theoretically a invisible scary man, and Connor. Okay. So the reason I say this is because I probably wouldn't have spilled the beans on everything if I knew she was there, which is unfortunate because I just spilled a ton of beans. So many oh, she's beans. fine. She's, she's cool. Okay, she's cool. Whatever. How bad could it be? <laughs> Unless, what if the secret room was a surprise for her? And now I've ruined it. God. I don't think so. Well, we'll, we'll find out. Anyway. Who was it that was saying that? Was that Connor? Or was that James? Or was that Sasan? <laughs> it could have been Sasan. It depends on whether uh, Sten was saying that out loud. Sure, why not? He's being an I, idiot this episode, as, a, as always. I don't think it's a surprise for me. But you should probably check it out. Cause right. Yes, I agree. And so what I came here to say is, hey, in case you need us, Gij is picking flowers probably, um, and I'll be at the at the club. And maybe Connor will come with me, and we're going to spy on them. I can come with you. All right. My man, Connor. I know, but you'll pro he's pasting paper together right now, but he'll probably pick flowers again. I, I, I wouldn't mind going because I don't know how to do this whole contract thing. Galena gestures at the contract with her loot. Uh, sorry, I will try to get Sten caught up really quickly. Uh, just kind of briefly pointing out parts of the uh, the elaborate contract where it says the Feasting Crow can't go out during the day. That would basically be suicide for it. And if we can get control of the little crow fetish, then we have the ability to control it and possibly force it into a body. What's a crow fetish look like? The crow fetish is the, uh, remember the thing you threw me at? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. In the garden. The thing the garden. that was giving off some sort of vague yes, yes. sense of pure, unadulterated evil. 
Yes, yes. As I recall, I missed. Sorry. So, so swiping that at night would have been a bad deal, but since it's not night right now... Wait, wasn't it? How big was it? Jesus was right! Whoa. Wait, wait, how big was it? Uh, it was about the size of a softball. Oh, okay, it's more than a rose. Okay. What if they're building a little hidey hole for the crow to hide out in in our place? I just am really excited to find out what our thing is. It's gotta be something cool. Anyway, that contract sounds really interesting. Um, but I really love our dance club, and it's mushrooms underneath it so i sort of want to check that out and probably something nefarious is going on so it's better than picking flowers probably you know the more we talk about it the more i really i know that we don't really have a whole lot of time for this right now but eventually i want to start thinking about completely redecorating the place maybe adding some things to the menu and just really swanking it up Uh, But anyway, we can talk about that eventually. I completely agree with everything you just said. We could hire some (laughs) wizards to work on uh, some effects for performances. Yes! Hey, Connor, what what are you up to? (laughs) Uh, I I could do those things. Cool. Hopefully you survive the next few episodes, and then maybe that's in your future. (laughs) (laughs) Galena claps her her hand on his back and says, Good band, yes! Uh, I knew I could count on you. So what are you guys going to be doing while we're checking out the construction? Uh, real quick, James, out of character, can I get a time check? Uh, it what is probably, is? you know, almost mid-afternoon. Oh, wait, should we check the egg? You should oh, check yes, the egg. Oh, yes, the egg. I actually pre-rolled for the egg, so whoever wants to arcana check the egg may. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. There are currently two eggs inside it. Okie dokie. <clears throat> Eden rolled an 18 in Arcana. These two eggs hold the spell Waterwalk. Wait, hold on. Is that from last one? I was about to say, didn't we use that oh, already? That was last time. The Jesus Walk? That was last That sounds one. really familiar. JK, I'm not going to let that be rolled twice. In these two eggs is the spell Elemental Weapon. Whoa. Cool! If you uh, were to apply them to a weapon, it would lend it an additional elemental damage on top of its normal damage. That could be totally handy. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds like it could be incredibly useful incredibly soon. Tonight, at least. Too bad we didn't have that for that big fire elemental, but... Well, we did win that eventually. We did. It's just that somebody died in a very horrific way right in front of our eyes. Yeah. After we wasted a very powerful scroll to save him, but I'm gonna stop bringing yeah. that up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get, we're gonna we're gonna get that monument, the big like flaming, uh, you know, statue of him, like right in front, front of our dance club. <laughs> yes, that's yes. what I thought the plan was. <laughs> Maybe that's on the secret blueprint. We'll figure that out. Anyway, Connor was asking what you what the ladies are up to, uh, specifically Eden and Sariel, as they are not coming to check out the construction. What are they doing instead? analyzing words we need to figure out we need to make a move before tonight with the crow so we should probably brainstorm that right wait okay. sorry so what time was what time did you say it was right now james it is just before mid-afternoon it's okay. probably like two or three all right so we have a few hours to go check on the construction do you want to go with them and brainstorm while you're there or do you want to uh have access to sasan longer Wait, so you're asking me? Uh, Sariel would like to talk to Sasan at least a little bit longer. Okay. The four of you truck out. Galena, Sten, Connor. Actually, no, just the three of you. Head out towards the Coralon's Lucky Coin. Eden and Sariel, you stay. What are your uh, questions for uh, Sasan? Or do you want to 
Let me give you a th second to think about that while we go with them. How do we beat your sister without killing her? Uh, I mean, fighting her is a really bad idea because if but you we have to. if you like make any aggressive action like directly to her, her bodyguard will get involved. Who's her bodyguard? She just does a little polite, <clears throat> and beside her, a you know six and a half foot tall, oni masked, heavily armored gentleman appears. Oh, so she's got one of those too. Yeah, we all have one. So does Kui have one? Oh, definitely. Interesting. And are they normally invisible? Oh yeah. I mean, that's what makes them really good. Is because you know normally we'll have normal bodyguards around, but the invisible one can. Like, assassins can't plan for him. Right. Because they never know where he is. Interesting. Also, they, like, test our food and stuff. Oh, how noble. So if you, like, try to hit her or grab her, you're going to be dealing with the bodyguard, too. And you might have your hands full with, like, an evil spirit and stuff. Yeah, I, I do realize that the, the spirit is the priority here. Yeah, but don't worry. As long as you don't, like, actually try to hit her at all, the bodyguard won't get involved. Like, even if she tells it to. Wait, really? Then, uh, I, uh, 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 okay. Cool. <laughs> like, I guess if you were, like, saying right next to it, like, we're gonna kill Nisei, like, then it might kill you. But unless it perceives you as, like, a direct threat, it's not gonna do anything. Interesting. Okay, good to know. Yeah, glad to help. <laughs> uh, sorry, El. Maybe you should be the one asking the questions so that the questions are intelligent and helpful. I thought that question was really smart. Like, imagine if you guys had went in there and just like tried to hold her back or something. <sighs> well, yeah, I guess it was accidentally helpful. So thank you. We were being a little evasive earlier, but the person who wrote this contract was Tobias Cool. Mm, I haven't really heard of him. Tobias Emmanuel Cool. Oh my God, Emmanuel Cool. I still don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, just just checking. He seems mostly just to be an old patriot with a uh, with an extremely specific set of skills. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. Is he like a fey expert or something? Yeah, specializes in fey contracts. The interesting part about that is it looks like in this contract, he's written himself some little bonuses. Hmm. Well, that doesn't seem like something they would allow, but maybe he snuck it in. Because like, this isn't the finished one, right? No, it's no. not the final when you say they, who are you referring to? They wouldn't allow it. I mean, the Baron's Nisei herself, if she like caught on that he was trying to do that, they would have like struck it from the final. Because they don't want like some rando old guy having a heart attack and dying and ruining their plan. Right. Uh, James, out of character question, how long is this contract? Are we talking one page or are we talking 100 pages or somewhere in between? Somewhere in between. It's like 15 to 20. Okay. So I can understand why a tween would not want to sit around reading every single mm. page. Mm. Can Sariel kind of flip through looking for maybe some extra information? On what are we looking for? Uh, looking for extra information on the Fae, specifically, uh, specifically the Feasting Crow? Uh, sure. Roll an investigate check real quick. Eden can help you if you want. As in also roll an investigate or let her roll at advantage? Uh, it depends. You could do either. You could be like looking other things up for her or being like, hit me with any term you don't understand and I'll try to remember. Or you can both be reading separately. Okay, yeah. well, I want to I, I want to read too, at least whatever we have time to go over. Yeah, let's okay. both read. Do it. Oi, 
Eden rolled a nine in investigation. And Sariel rolled an 11. You find some notes earlier in the journal. Basically, him, clearly, Tobias was doing some research on this. You can see that this is in his old handwriting that you recognize. It is messier than you remember and doesn't, like, track the page right. So messy, in fact, that you can barely read it. Oh, great. But As if a blind person wrote it. As if a blind person was writing it. Right. But it basically, you read certain things like it is, you know, rumored to have been bound in ash for millennia. Uh, other things like it craves war and wants to feast on its enemies. And this coincides with our goals about wanting to start a war. So it may just help us because it, we're sort of doing the same thing. But other than that, it's almost unintelligible. Oh, well, it kind of confirms a couple things that we were already 99% sure of. So now we can be 100% sure of them, which is True. something? Question mark? What about the rest of it beyond the notes? Um, as you go back, it you know steadily gets more and more intelligible, the writing. And a lot of it is him, which if you weren't clearly aware that the Feywild was a thing and that fairies were things that you can make deals with, he would sound like a crackpot person trying to find cures for his eyes, you know, talking about these certain types of sprites and the types of, uh, like, the way they would extract payment from you is they would ask for nothing, but then by virtue of you asking them something, they would get something from it. And so he was trying to find a way around that. Hmm. You- I don't know if you want to mess with that, but... I'm not exactly an expert on the Feywild or Fey beings here. You do find, however, right as his, it is this noticeable dichotomy from like unintelligible scribbles to perfect handwriting. You find this on the page. I found myself in a lush jungle. What my eyes could not see, my other senses told me. It was beautiful beyond comparison. And I am not one for the outdoors. I stumbled upon creatures reveling and I joined them. Unafraid to partake, as I was not truly there, I told them stories and managed to get myself invited to their lord's table. There I bargained with a beautiful and terrifying creature. I think only my age and the foolish misconception that I had nothing left to lose made me brave enough to approach a fey lord. I played a lovesick doddering old fool, longing for a past love, until it grew both bored and greedy. She, it, thought it could take me for all I was worth. Being the academic type, I demanded our agreement to be in writing. Alas, my hands shake and my eyes are too weak to make out the letters. Will you promise to write my words as I say them and read them back to me if I ask? I said pleadingly, and after so much time delaying, it seemed anxious and agreed. It was then that I said thank you and fled. It hounded me through the wood and I barely escaped with my life. I think other Fay may have delayed it. I think I may have heard whispers of the Fay congratulating me on taking it down a notch. Regardless... It has been true to its word. I can hear the words on any page, and my handwriting has never been more professional. In fact, I think it makes edits for me to sometimes improve the flow. It continues on just sort of into discussing other academic papers. Interesting. Mm. So he didn't sneak himself into the contract, huh? He is speaking specifically about a different contract with a different fae. Yeah, yeah. So he's not... Originally, Sariel thought he had somehow weaseled his way into uh, Nisei's contract with the Feasting Crow, and now it's it's very clear that that is not the case. How so? Because this would have been a different Fae, right? This... Sariel would understand this. This is why he needs the protection. 
because he is in a fake contract, this makes right. him vulnerable to the feasting crow. Gotcha, gotcha. I didn't quite make that last connection. Because he is because he is fake touched. Gotcha. Is there anything else you were looking for in this book or trying to ask Sasan about? Or the very intimidating Oni masked gentleman? One final thing, although it might be somewhat vulgar to ask. Gasp. <laughs> How does the loyalty on the bodyguards work if there, say, hypothetically, were to be a plan sanctioned by those higher up in, in rank that would allow Nisei to be hurt, would he still t- attempt to defend her? Sasan looks a little confused at first and then sort of comes to a realization and looks aghast. They wouldn't. I mean, she squints her eyes. I guess they would. Never mind. Uh, well, they'd have to be ready to lose a lot of men doing it, but she looks up at the Oni-masked, muscle-bound figure. Would you guess that, like, other bodyguards were going to kill me? It shifts its weight uncomfortably and then shakes its head slowly. Well, you should probably think about that from now on. It nods. So I guess you have your answer? They could probably kill her pretty easy. And, I mean, I don't like her, but I don't want her dead. Aw, sisters. We're, we're definitely, definitely trying to avoid the dead part. Yeah, good good job. Um, yeah, I would prefer that, if at all possible. Like, I want to be able to rub it in her face later, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. The important things. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll take what we know now and rejoin Sten and Connor and try to figure out what our next step is. I'd like to try to go after the, uh, the cage in the garden, but not with just the two of us. Okay, so let's cut to Connor, Sten, and Galena. You guys will join them shortly into this. You guys are headed back to Coraline's Lucky Coin? Indeed we are. Meanwhile, I'm asking Connor if he likes dandelions. He looks around, I guess. They're fun to, like, blow off the top. Galena mumbles, I like dandelions. This is a woman with taste, and Connor, blowing off the top is very irresponsible. You would never be a paladin with that kind of attitude. Never be a... what? What does that have to do with... Oh, right! Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't. That's just disappointing. Anyway, are we almost there? Yes. <laughs> you guys show up at the door. There are two guards outside. One private guard, who you recognize as one of the injured men from the oh. night before. Oh, not from the hospital. Not so, from the hospital. Oh, okay. And then one of the guardsmen just of the city watch is standing there. They are sort of idly chatting, but mostly being awkward. Has construction, like, started? Nope. But luck has it, there is a small gaggle of four men approaching down the street. They are a surly-looking dwarf who just has like a slovenly, generally unkempt and covered in a sheen of sweat look. Brown, thick hair and beard with a receding hairline. Nice. You know, has a ton of tools strapped to him and a, you know, bundle of wood tucked under his arm. There are a trio of men behind him who look like day laborers. Well, now I feel like I got here too early because they're not going to start at the good stuff yet. Does he, does he look like he's... So he, he looks affiliated with the temple. Oh, not yeah. So much, not so much the day laborers? No, the day laborers are probably unskilled laborers. All right, maybe they're like an inn. I can sort of see if they know anything. But this is we're super early, so now I feel like we need an excuse to mill about. And I guess we can go see the mushroom friends or just hang out, kick back. There's probably some alcohol in this place. Let's find out. Intense amounts of alcohol. Excellent. <laughs> now I understand what we'll do. <laughs> so you guys stop, step in and start having a drink? 
no geesh i don't mean any excuse to hang out i mean i mean an excuse to not look like i'm watching the workman like a hawk because otherwise they'll just not do the secret thing uh anyway um sorry what did you say james i apologize oh uh you guys step into the main room and pour yourselves some drinks well i'm drinking i don't know if if you are glenna i'm assuming you totally are hell yeah 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 maybe not connor connor asks for something easy on the booze his head still hurts a little bit glenna very well glenna just rolls her eyes at him well i I don't think sten is a master of mixing drinks so he'll do his best but uh you know no promises connor He looks doubtful about your drink-making qualifications. I'll make my own. Anyway, the three of you have beverages. And shortly there's a knock on the door. Riser Essen, your manager, steps over, nods at you guys as he passes, opens the door. The dwarf and him exchange some words, and he passes a small pouch full of coin to him. Then the dwarf steps in and starts assessing the damage. So, I'm, I mean, I've seen all the damage here, right? Mm-hmm. enough that I could, knowing construction as I do, like know what they'd have to be doing. Right. And I'm assuming that you told them what the damage is. Right. He's just like confirming it. He actually pulls out, you know, the blueprint of what he's supposed to do and comparing it to what you said. Okay. I guess I just want to like, I don't know how long this will take, but just kind of look to see if they're looking at things or working on, you know, areas that wouldn't be strictly necessary for repairs, basically. Okay. Uh, roll a carpentry tool roll as you are assessing this from a distance. Well, Sten rolled a six with advantage, which he wasn't supposed to have. Uh, it, it would make sense that he has advantage. But right now you can't particularly tell. It seems like they're going to tear up the floorboards where there's a bunch of fire damage and replace them. Have the appropriate type of wood, and they have a couple of other satchels full of supplies. He sends a couple of the men off to get the appropriate, you know, beams that they'll need for the uh, office repair. But so far, it looks like they're on the up and up. Very well. I will try not to drink too much <laughs> so as to be able to continue to observe them. Okay. What about you, Galena? What are you doing? I think I'm, uh, Galena's, um, is, is she anywhere near the stage right now? You can be wherever you want to be. Oh, okay. The map is changing. I was, like, I was like, what are, what's going on? Okay. Um, I think she's. What does she want to do? I think. Well, honestly, she. I think she's looking at the stage to see how she wants it changed because she's distracted now and she's probably playing her loot just a little bit while sort of thinking about what she. Oh, you know what she's gonna do? She's gonna go over to Sten and say, when this is all over, or when we got a little bit of time. I was entrusted by Mr. Cool to harden up his his uh, assistant. I was wondering if we could we could throw a fake fight with him and let him win, so he thinks he's a little cooler than he is. <laughs> wait, wait, who are you? You're hardening up whose assistant? Mr. Cool, Tobias Emmanuel. Oh, Tobias Cool, right? Yes, yes. Who I haven't met yet. Mr. Um, cool. Wait, so wait, but he's not here. How are we going to get him here? Oh, I mean, we can go give him a visit, or I could uh, invite him somewhere, I guess, and on his way over, maybe... You want me to fight him? Just fake fight him. Like, let him win. How big is the guy? Uh, She holds her hand above her head, which isn't very tall, because she's like four or five. Connor just appears in frame, like, from the bottom, slowly rising behind you guys. (laughs) Uh, Don't we have, like, really important things to do? Shush, Connor. No, he's right. Connor, you have to do it. I mean, maybe we should talk about that tomorrow. Yes, I'm saying after this is all done, I wanted to do this. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, um, sure. 
he just like takes a sip of his drink and walks away. <laughs> Sounds like a good cause. Yes, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Mr. Cool asked, asked this of me. She's taking this very seriously, even though she's like, even though realistically, he probably didn't really mean toughen him up. It's serious business. Okay, she looks around again. So you didn't get a look at, she lowers her voice, you didn't get a look at the secret on the blueprints? No, I didn't get a look at the blueprints. They were, they, I just heard whispering behind a room. I wonder if I can track down a copy of the blueprints in here somewhere. I mean, the new ones. Why don't you, you go flirt with flirt with Baldy over there? Excuse me, then... I'm a lady. All but right. that's a good point. That's a good point. I'll I'll go do that. He is literally looking at some blueprints right now. Okay, See, I bet those are the blueprints. Okay, I, I'll go, I'm gonna go do this. And she saunters over to Baldy while strumming her lute uh, slowly. He just before looking at you pinches his nose and pulls down and then flicks his fingers around, just sort of spraying snot into the distance. Oh God! <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Hi there. Oh, oh, What? Do do you speak Dwarvish? Ah, uh, Galena says, "Ah, uh, yes, in Dwarven." <laughs> oh, thank God. Hey, uh, what's up? Oh, um, I just, I mean, um, I just wanted to take a look at um at what's going on here. She smiles ingratiatingly. He rolls up the blueprint and points at the ground. Looks like there was a fire. And the back room, water damage. Also, the roof flat fell in. Not really sure how that one happened, though. Seems weird. Yeah, we, that's weird. Anyway, so um, so what what are the new uh, the new facelifts you're given this place? I'm I'm kind of curious. I've always been a little interested in architecture myself. Mm. She lies. <laughs> uh, he looks around. Uh, we plan to match the stuff around here. We're gonna, you know get the appropriate wood, stain it. We're going to actually end up staining a lot of the floor just to make it match. And then the back room, we're just going to tear out the whole thing and replace it because it's a lost cause. The back room, the... Uh, the you mean, Oh, yes, okay. You just tear it out and, and make a new room where it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking it, around. I'm seeing some rotted boards now that... Because he's got like one board pulled up now and they've been able to stick their head in and look around underneath. We've got some rotted boards down here. We're probably going to end up tearing up like a few more. But don't worry, when we stain everything, it'll look perfect. Okay, I, I believe that. Um, so the the tearing up the boards, is that just a superficial action? Like, are you just pulling the boards off of the, uh, the solid uh, structure underneath? Or, or are you pulling up the whole floor? Uh, no, he points down through the hole. And you can see that there's like a foot of space before the actual like dirt and stone down there. And there are support boards everywhere. So he's like, we're not tearing out these. We're only tearing out the floorboards, which is all, luckily, all that was damaged. I mean, fires usually are pretty, a lot worse than this. I've been, I've been dealing with a lot of fires lately. Hmm. I'm like, where else? He strokes his sweaty beard, which just sort of drips on the ground. And <laughs> he, <laughs> he looks around and he's like, well, uh, two streets that way, there's a fire. But most of them have really been happening in the... The west of town, you know, a lot of a lot of stores burned down one at a time, though. Never like big city fires. We have a really good uh, fire brigade here. Okay, um, that's 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 unusual, I'd have to say. And uh, Glenn is gonna roll a quick medicine check on this guy to see if like his sweating, his excessive uh, perspiration is <laughs> due to anything that's that she could help him with because she's getting a little grossed out. <laughs> okay. Galena almost rolled an, a natural success. She rolled a 20, oh, well, a 19, so a 27. Dang. 
This is, in fact, just like a sort of genetic thing with dwarves is sometimes doors get really sweaty. And in the holds, they're usually specifically selected as forge workers uh, because they're so close to the heat all the time and it like protects them from getting burned. That's that's true. And Galena, Galena sort of recalls that where she comes from, it was usually pretty cool in the area that she lived. So to her, like excess of sweating is a little bit un- unusual. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just been outside all day, so he's just a sweaty, 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 sweaty dude. Um, she's going to grab a glass of water for him, and using her her uh, shape water, she's going to chill it so it's pretty cold and hand it to him. The ice clinks around in it, and he just looks at you like you can tell without the insight check that he's smitten. Oh, like, no. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you so much. So, um, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't. I did not know there were such uh, untraditional but beautiful women in this town. Huh. Uh, I'm not from here. I'm actually just passing through. But um, I'm Galena, by the way. I'm I'm acquainted with the new owners of this establishment. He puts out his hand to uh, shake yours. It's still sweaty, but now chilled from the cup. Okay, that's a little better. <laughs> uh, what What's his name? Uh, Boris. Ah. Uh, okay. So she. Wait, did, did Sten happen to mention to us gals that the person that was supposed to be coming to take a look at this place was, was Boris? I didn't he know about Boris. Said, you, you actually did know about Boris. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I didn't know about Boris. Well, but I mean, regardless, I knew someone was coming here to take a look at AS. I, he said, basically, like, I filled them in. So, yes, you knew that Boris was supposed to come fix your stuff. Okay, so he's the guy that... Okay, so... All right. So she she says uh, she smiles politely and says, "Excuse me for for a minute." And then she goes back over to Stan and she says, "So so the, the dwarf is uh, Boris, the person that was hired by. He's the head of the I guess the reconstruction group, and um, he doesn't speak common very well. He so if you need me to translate anything, you can ask me. But do you want me to to Wait, try is this, to? Is is he? But which dwarvish is this? Is this surface dwarvish? He was speaking traditional Underhill. Oh, okay. Alas. Yeah, and, and I, I got that. I have that. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an Underhill dwarf. So, uh... At this point, Sariel and Eden are going to show up at the door. Hey, ladies! What's going Hi. on? Where, where are we? Uh, <laughs> I think a magical god just teleported us somewhere. <laughs> just Molly. I mean, Eden's just like... Where am I? What's going on? This happens Who, to Eden all this? the time. <laughs> just poofing somewhere to another place. But no, Eden and Sariel just walked across town to get to Coraline's Lucky Coin to catch up with you guys. Well, Greetings. at the very least, we need to rename this place Eden's Lucky Coin. Indeed. Just saying. Important things. What's going on? Hey, care for a drink? If I'm not drinking, Always. Much, at least I can get everyone else drunk. All right, Sariel. I'm going to have to pass until things are resolved. <laughs> Thank God for you. Um, yeah, so I'll pour, I'll, I'll pour Eden the drink. Some sort of drink. It'll be awesome. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll drink it. When you guys step into the room, you see four men, you know, actively pulling up a section of the floor and measuring out lengths of board two by fours to replace them with. One of them is an unnecessarily sweaty dwarf. I like unnecessarily sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> he should be a bit better now that I've given him some ice water. He is. <laughs> um, I guess that's also an- another good thing Eden could use me for for this new place is I could definitely keep the uh, uh, ice box chilled for as long as it needs to be chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. 
yeah. So as she as she's thinking this, she chills her drink a little bit. Um, <laughs> was oh yeah, Sten. Hello. Hey. So so um, she she's whispering or talking quietly like do you still want me to see if i could get a look at those blueprints and i mean i feel like i would need she she taps her chin a little bit i feel like i would need a copy of the original blueprints to see if there's any significant difference between the two of them since ah, i very clever wait yeah. is, is there any way for me to get the original blueprints there is a person who's been managing this building for quite a while so we have so we gave them a copy of the blueprints there's like there's just one blueprint well they clearly had one wait, already wait. Who's they? Oh, they had one at the temple. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. So you're saying they're the ones who have it? You might also have one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I guess we should. Uh, yeah. So I'll. I'll can I ask what's his name? What's the guy's name? It's a fantastic. Mr. Essen. Yes, Riser. Mr. Essen. Yes. Um. He he looks over at you. You know, perfectly combed, brown hair, pretty generously, uh, pretty decent looking dude, nice clothes. What can I do for you, uh, Sten? Oh, hey. Uh, I was just wondering if you had any uh, blueprints of this place. Just kind of want to go over some of the construction. We might. Seems like they already have it, like in that guy's hands over there. Yeah, I just didn't want to bother him. He's using it right now. I, I have some background in construction, so I just kind of wanted to look at it if you don't mind. Oh, uh, well, I'll check the office. Let's uh, see if it's not damaged. Roll a luck check. 1d20. <laughs> 10 or above, it's not damaged. 9 and below, it's uh, unreadable because of you know okay, fire and go. or water. 12. He comes back out and hands you a blueprint of the building. Thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, you're welcome. Anything else? No, I think that's about it. Oh, all right. He moseys off to just sort of curiously look at what the workers are doing. All right. Um, so if I was like come out where I was before, it'd be pretty blatantly obvious. I was looking at blueprints, right? Like to the workers. Uh, if you because right now you're in the big main room. So if you just right. lay it down on a table, yes, it would be obvious to them. Um, well, then I'm going to have to. So wait, so so here's the plan, I guess, is that get Galena to look at these blueprints and then go flirt with him and see if she can spot any differences. That's the idea. Sounds reasonable. No, we don't want to switch the blueprints because we want them to conceivably do do this blueprint stuff. It might be advantageous for us. No, no. I mean, we could if if all we wanted to do is make the construction like be normal, we could just fire them and do it. Never ourselves. mind, ignore me. Um, yes. Also, Eric, don't answer Gij unless he talks in in character. <laughs> all right, all right. And Mark, you can talk in character. I know you're not here, but since you're stuck doing not fun things for this episode, you can feel free to be an obnoxious, uh, out of character voice. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, okay. yeah, I don't mind at all. Um, okay, so I'll just kind of motion Galena over. Yeah, so she comes over to look at the blueprints. She scans the blueprints and she looks in particular at the room that they are going to redo the uh, office. It should be. Pretty obvious if they do anything weird out of them there. Um, oh, okay. Or and around the area too, like not just the office, but kind of around that area and maybe below it too. Who knows? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna keep keep that in mind. Like, how are we? I mean, they're working here. How are we gonna hide the mushrooms from them? Are should we post yeah. a guard or what well, should we do? The mushrooms are like, if I recall, they're like to the they're tunneled to like the the right of this map, right? Like they're not yes. under the structure. They're kind of away from the structure. Well, it is. I mean, unreasonable. It it's under the structure. It is unreasonable that they would be able to find the secret door because they're not doing any work in the room right, that right, the right. secret door is in. So you might want to go like put a lock on that door if you think they're going to go in there. Didn't we know, put like a big stone like, on it? Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> that should do the trick. Big old suspicious stone. No, it's fine. <laughs> That's just where you keep your stones. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's reasonable that you would not expect them to find the mushrooms. Okay because they're like many, many tens of feet underground. 
Okay. So probably good on the mushroom front. If they find him, we'll just have to kill them all. But oh, hope okay. that doesn't happen. <laughs> um so Galena Galena nods and she she takes another glance along the uh the blueprints and um and does she have to roll like intelligence or something to keep it memorized in her head? Because I know for a fact that like I personally, out of character, would have a hard time remembering a blueprint to compare to another blueprint. <laughs> Definitely, um, but we're gonna roll it once you're once you get a chance to look at the new one. Okay, so um, so she uh, she looks at it um, a little a little more intently, and then she she gets up and she grabs another two glasses of chilled water and walks back over to Boris and his crew. They look up as you come up. They've like torn up most of the floor, and they're actually like standing waist deep in the floor now how many people are there four okay she hands two waters to two of the other guys and she points to that one and says i'll bring one for you too as well just give me a minute thank you miss uh, you're welcome yeah, thanks <laughs> um so are, are the blueprints open anywhere they are currently tucked into his belt in a little like tight roll um she she says to boris in dwarvish do you mind if i if i take a look at those i'm, I'm kind of curious as to what exactly, how you're going to construct things, um, what what it's supposed to look like. Mm, he looks thoughtful. I'm not supposed to. Should I it's roll It's a guild property, you know? It's not even mine. It belongs to the, the House of Stone. Well, I mean, it's not like you have to let me touch it myself. You could open it for me and supervise. Mm -hmm. um, uh, should I roll a persuasion or a performance or a a persuasion makes sense. Okay. It seems like you're playing up the like. I'm so interested in what you do. <laughs> I, I with with my modifier, it's a twenty-two. <clears throat> he looks up, looks around at the guys. The guys nod at him. He <laughs> moves to the edge of the hole in the floor and she, pulls yeah. it out. And he's like, "Well, you can just look at it here." Uh, he lays it flat on the ground. It looks, you know, seemingly identical to the one you just looked at. Roll an intelligence save. I have a zero modifier to my intelligence. Um, so I rolled a nine. It looks the same. There's a lot of lines on these things. Yeah, a lot of lines. She points at it. There's a lot of lines right there. Yep. I see them, the lines and the, the shapes. It's, it's yeah. Good. Takes a long time of apprenticeship to really be able to dig into these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more of a, uh, I, I don't know, what's, what's the word? I, I'm not much of a conceptual visual learner. I'm more of a audio learner she says trying to find the words for the for what she's thinking about and then she um plays a little bit of her lute to demonstrate hmm. well i mean you're welcome to watch he like reaches down to grab the map but you can tell that he's obviously like flexing while he's doing it <laughs> um um <laughs> she, she just says oh hold on let me look at it for a little bit longer please while while i watch and what i want to do james is i want to try to uh salvage my nine roll and take a take a good look at this blueprint and then try to go back and look at the first one again and, and roll another type of save to see if i can see any differences once again if possible okay so what this is going to be is a intelligence save at disadvantage i okay. believe in you at least it's something <laughs> Um, because that makes sense, is because you're going to get one more chance, no matter what, to see the original. Yeah. Um, okay. So she looks at she looks through the map again and tries really hard to retain it in her head. She's like, I know it looks the same, but I just want to just want to double check the first one because the image is already fading away in her in her head. 
Indeed. Boris thinks you're flirting I, with him, though. So he is like dramatically I, smoothing out the map and like really making his arm muscles taunt while he's doing it. I mean, he does have nice arm muscles, Galena thinks to herself. But she does feel a stab of guilt because she, she doesn't want to lead him on, but she does kind of want to... <laughs> well, first of all, she wants to figure out what, what sort of nefarious deeds are happening. And second of all, she's kind of doing this to ingratiate herself with Sten a little bit more because... We know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, she's she's uh, you know, while he's smoothing it out, she looks down. And she focuses on on the map, and she's frowning. And then she looks at, up at him, and then she smiles again, like, "Oh, hi, yeah, okay." Um, and then looks back down at the map, and then she says, "Okay, I'll get you guys some more water now. Keep keep doing the good job you're doing." She smiles at them and, and walks back over to get some to quote unquote get some more water for them. <laughs> You are popular with team uh, construction over there. Of course. <laughs> okay, so... So what did you roll? Oh, let me roll again. I rolled a critical fail! <laughs> and I didn't even roll a disadvantage! Ugh. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I forgot to click disadvantage, but I still rolled a critical fail. Uh, that That's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> you... Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you look at the 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 original map the original blueprint, and you see just tons of things that they're doing. They're like laying down lines underneath the building. They're putting a trap door into the office that will lead out into the alley. Like they might even be doing something with the attic. Galena, when she, when she walks back over to look at the map again, she's at, before she gets to the map, she says to Sam, well, I didn't really notice any difference. And then she looks back down at the original blueprint and then she just covers her mouth and to hide a gasp and she goes oh my goodness they're doing so much oh they're they're like what she whispers they're putting a trap door in the office oh no this is gonna this, this is gonna, she's really fracking up here um i think they're gonna change something in the attic maybe they're gonna put something that spies can come in and watch us she she gets mm. really intense and oh the no attic. i'm gonna do work up there fascinating it's almost too obvious <laughs> so at one desperate attempt out of character to save her complete failure she says to Sten like maybe if you could get a you could just by any chance get a glance at the blueprints you can see more detail at what what they could be doing uh, I could try to get them to show it to you but I don't know it took some finagling to, to get them to show it to me but I think there's something going on here she said and she nods very seriously Sten you look over uh, Glenna's shoulder and uh, Boris is very dramatically hammering a nail into just like a piece of wood for no reason. <laughs> you uh, you seem to have left an impression. Well done, well done. We are going to cut over to Gij as you guys uh, stroke your beards on this one. Sweaty beards. Sopping wet beards. Mm-hmm. Gij, you have finished your giant piece of four by four foot rice paper it is finally complete majestic in front of you atop this table wait is it about me now mm -hmm. you didn't hear me saying we're cutting over to guiche no i'm sorry for shame okay 10 points from gryffindor <gasps> so wait what what uh what house would guiche be in would you be in gryffindor please game <laughs> um i'm sorry just run it by me again sorry you sit at this table with your four but foot by four foot rice paper in front of you, majestically displayed out on the table. At that moment, Gij is humming a tune that his sister once played on the harp. Because Gij is not very musically talented, all the notes are sharp and brief. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm done. And he stands up in surprise, not even realizing he just finished. So then he wraps it up in the canvas, jogs over to where Stint is, and busts in through and says, I'm finished. That's great. Where's the paper? He unrolls the canvas on a nearby table or counter or what have you. There is a counter where there's sort of like a logbook of who's in what bed and what should be done to them. She looks at it and good. She picks it up delicately, takes it about seven beds down to a hobgoblin who has really nasty burns all the way up his side. He is covered in bandages. She gets some other clerics to unbandage him. You can see that the burns are third degree down to the bone in many places, and Mm. she drapes it over him, cutting around where the worst of the skin break is. Mm -hmm. So he now has a seal that will hopefully last long enough to uh, keep him from getting infected and dying. And she turns back to you. That was good. I'm impressed, Geesh. I appreciate your assistance, but this next trial is going to be something you will do for yourself. Or frankly, you will drown under the weight of our cause. She can't see his eyes, but his eyes narrow. She pulls out a smooth river stone from her pocket, holds it up to her mouth and breathes on it and hands it to you. He takes the stone. When you do so, it begins to emit a dull aura of darkness that makes your gloves appear bloodstained. You mean my hand wraps? All right. Your hand, your hand, I thought you were wearing gloves. Your hands and the wraps around them appear bloodstained as well as the ends of your sleeves. He starts breathing carefully and pacing himself because he knows that's not normal, but he's used to seeing things that aren't normal. She is studying your face sort of to get as much reaction as she can from a man wearing blindfold and nods. Your third trial is to go into the catacombs with, she gestures to the stone, the light of saloon and no other. It will draw spirits to you and you will be their guide. I will tell you now that this may be harder for you than for others. You've left many dead in your wake, unburied and without guidance. How does she know that? Uh, are you asking me or I'm asking her? you, yeah. Well, I'm not going to answer you. Oh, okay. Because cool, Gage doesn't cool, know. It's a, cool, it's a cool GM secret. Okay. Um, you could ask her. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, he makes a skeptical face and says, how do you know what I've done? The light of saloon reveals many things. She gestures to your hands. Um, okay. They are covered in blood. He knows. He saw it. Where's, where's the catacombs? She gives you directions. They are, you know, a couple halls that way. And then there should be a stairway down. Oh, okay, so it's within the temple. Mm-hmm. Okie doke. Okay, then I will jog in that direction. Because even though I don't know how late it is, I still feel like at any moment the crow could attack the rest of the party. And Gij wants to try and be ready. Indeed. Gij can start to see the sun coming in at an angle, which is distressing. Do I see anyone on the way to the entrance to the catacombs? A couple of clerics, they nod at you very solemnly. And I take it it's this spiral staircase? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, d- don't pay attention to the map. I started doing that and then I was like, Jesus, this temple would have to be so huge. Don't, I'm not even Yeah, don't worry about it. So you get to a dour staircase at the end of a hall that descends into darkness. There are no, doesn't seem like there are any torches down there to light up the catacombs. Mm-hmm. Just before the entrance is a figure cowled in black, their face covered with a similar veil. Mm-hmm. The stone that she gave me, does it glow? Yeah. Okay. The darker it gets, the more that dark aura is actually emitting a light that you can see by. Okay. Well, I guess I don't need Vivi's stone. Once you get to the stairway, 
the cowled figure puts a hand up and says, you may not bring weapons in here. All right. I could take my shield, right? The figure cocks its head and says, you won't need it, but you may. All right. Yeezh will take a few moments to hastily unbuckle and unload his weapons by the uh, cowled figure. He's like, oh, I can, I can get these afterwards, right? Of course. Okay. And with just the stone that she gave him and his shield and probably a few other objects, he, he heads in. Okay. The stairway goes down in the darkness. You can see about, you know, five feet in every direction by the light of the stone. As you pass, alcoves in the stone have, you know, skeletons on them and there are piles of skulls around. It's very much the catacombs where people mm -hmm. have been buried. And as you do so, you start to see what looks like uh, shadows moving around you. Yes. That's okay. I see crazy stuff all the time when I take off my blindfold. I see crazy stuff without my, even with my blindfold. So I'm going to continue to walk forward deeper into the catacomb. You walk for a little while. It seems sort of labyrinthine. I want you to make a religion check real quick. Oh, jeez. I don't think I have good religion. Okay. You need to go back to Sunday school, boy. As if I even had that. Usual the 19. Wow, I'm really digging nice. this whole saloon thing. Gij finds himself deep in the catacombs, and you find yourself in front of an archway. The archway is filled with stone. It does not have, like, it's clearly meant to be a symbolic door. You recognize this as the door to the Shadowfell. This is where souls move on. This is where you have been sent. Now that you're here, you understand it. Right, so I have to find spirits and then guide them to this portal to the Shadowfell. As you look around, you realize that this blindfold may be getting in the way. Oh, son of a gun. Oh, this is bad. And I have no one here to hold me down. Okay. All right. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna undo my blindfold. I'm going to roll my wisdom save. Mm -hmm. Oh, I rolled three. You are suddenly and uncomfortably surrounded by a mass of people. These ones are not the usual light figures you are used to. The only subtly off real. These are clearly specters and the undead. Mm -hmm. The bodies around you, the ones tucked into the alcoves, begin to shiver and move. And you can see that there is almost a parade going on around you, as if you are a single person on a street that is only moving one way. The specters shove on past and step into the gate. Yeej is going to take his time processing this because he didn't roll very well. And he's just not moving as if he thinks if he moves, he will be spotted and they will attack him. And after a few minutes, when he sees that they're just going about their macabre commute, he will then step to the edge. So he's at the least not in the way. Sorry, but before you can do that, roll a perception check. I rolled an eight. These things don't exert any pressure on you, even though they appear as if they are shoving you. They merely flow around you. But one comes up to you and before it presses on by a skeletal hand grips your jaw thumb and finger pressing into your cheeks its visage staring into yours a light glow coming through the holes in its sockets it says to you thief not only did you take everything from me but you mutilated my corpse and for what you say you protect the myconids i say a flimsy excuse to hide your greed and he is attempting to shove you back towards the portal. Okay. Um, can I do competing athletics? You want to just hold your ground? For sure. Roll athletics. Uh, what I'll do is, well, I mean, he's grabbing my face. Maybe I'll be able to grab 
uh, which I assume is Vivi, Vivi's arms, and at the very least keep him from pushing me into the portal and keep him from getting further worked up. Okay. I rolled a 16 in athletics. That beats him. You hold your ground, and the skeleton with just meager amounts of flesh still left on it sort of stretches and distends in a fashion, bending past you, and the body falls limp as a shade resembling Vivi is pulled towards the portal. It says, you don't deserve life, before it blurps on through along with the others. And it resumes the macabre black parade. Mm. You hear a tiny voice that is not audible, but is in your mind only. And you see along the wall, scooting along a tiny, mm. tiny mushroom. I'm so sorry. Its so cap sorry. leans up towards you and it says to you, ignorant, you will know your life is worth no more than any other. I already know that. He reaches his hand up to it to try and help you get off the wall so he can move to the door. It scoots onto your hand. I'm sorry. I'm, we're going to save your family. We're trying to help them. And he walks it to the door and like lifts his hand to the door frame so it could crawl onto the door frame and out into the Shadowfell. It dips through and you hear an echo of, it's a start. Jeez. Okay. Um, I guess I'll turn around. Do I see any more people who unfortunately I've killed? You do, in fact. A specter has stopped and is similarly just sort of holding its ground as the tide moves around it. It seems as though it is struggling to do so, though. You recognize it as Terence Sutcliffe, the noble that you killed while in a thrall. It stands and stares at you for an uncomfortably long time, it seems, before saying, I cannot hold you accountable. And then it moves on, blurping through the gate. Wait! Usual call, (laughs) hoping to try and get him before he goes in. He is looking at you while he walks by, but he is not waiting. I'm I'm sorry. We're we're trying to make it right. I'll try and get the person who made this happen. Vengeance is a small comfort, he says right before going through the gate. You're just starting to feel woozy and leans against a wall, waiting to see who else he might recognize. Moments later, you see a similar figure, but its head rises above the crowd, maybe a head taller, and you recognize facial features slowly as it manifests into a body. You recognize it as orcish. It stands against the flow for mere moments before saying something in orcish. Do you know orcish? I do know orcish. I know... Uh, Civil. He says, I stood witness to my tribe's demise. It is fitting that you stand witness to mine. And then walks off through the portal. You just nods. I want you to roll another perception check. Oh boy. This is why I need to tell Sten not to kill people. <laughs> I, I roll a 24 perception. Critical success. Dang. All of the bodies along the walls appear to be moving, but one of them just stops doing what the other ones are doing and very slowly slides out of its alcove and drops into a crouch, slowly going from shadow to shadow, approaching you before grabbing a broken femur off the ground and holding it like a knife as it stalks you. I recognize that the person's doing this, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You see this. Without turning my head to look at them, Gij will say, "I, I can... I can see you crouching. I'm not going to attack you. It leaps at you and makes an attack. No. Let's see. Oh, jeez. It rolls a 24. The decayed body leaps forward with unnatural speed and drives the bone fragment into your arm, dealing four damage. Uh, That's not that bad. I wouldn't have been able to counter that. Uh, no. 
Okay. It did, it did not get sneak attack, though, which is good. Okay. It looks up at you, the open mouth sort of exhaling a little bit of smoke as it pulls the bone out of your arm, flipping it over to the blunt knobby end, flicking it at your head as a voice says something in Elvish. Does Gij understand Elvish? I understand city Elvish. It translates roughly to lucky. It wouldn't have happened that way again. And the body falls limp as another specter goes through. I'm inclined to agree with you. (laughs) Um, Who else does... Gij will take a few steps around glancing at Alcoves, trying to find more people he knows, thinking he's going to be here longer than... No, probably as long as he did with the rice paper because Cheesy's had to kill a lot of people. You cannot tell how much time has passed down here. It could have been five minutes. It could have been many, many hours. It's really disorienting. Mm -hmm. The crowd thins out slightly, and there is a single figure left in the hall. It reaches forward towards your stone and puts its hand over it. The light goes out. Gij will yank the stone away from the hand that's trying to block it. It doesn't appear to be blocked. It seems like the specter touched it and the light went out. You are now holding a mundane stone, it seems. Can I see what's around me? It is pitch darkness. A voice in front of you hisses, Traitor. I recognize the voice, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Philip? Mm-hmm. Gij will grit his teeth, and he won't say... He won't really respond to that. He'll say, come on, your exit's that way. I think I'll stick around. No, no, you... You need to be going. This it's your time. No, I think I'll stick around with you, because we were thick as thieves, you and me. Brothers, almost. Gigi's nostrils flare as if he's smelt something terrible, and his mouth turns into a, a tight crease again, and just says nothing to the response. Uh, and then he's going to fish into his pocket for the glowstone, the glow shard that he recovered from BB, because he needs to see what he's doing. Okay. Do I know how to use that stone? Nope. <laughs> Darn it. I should have asked one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Gish <laughs> will put the stone away once he realizes he doesn't know how to use it and then pull out a torch and light a torch. You slap flint and steel together. It makes no sparks. You hear a light chuckle coming from Philip. You know what, Gish? If you think about it, you helped the man that controlled us both, that owned us both, kill me when I tried to be free. And at that, you killed my bride. Gish says nothing and he puts the torch away. And now he's trying to think of ways in which he can figure out how to get Philip to the portal. He's still not responding to anything he's saying, though. Philip now is just following you around. You can hear his voice right behind your head, just generally taunting and being a jerk. Yep. Um, He's just going to try and feel along the wall, I guess, the alcoves. And he's going to carefully walk in the direction that he thinks the Shadowfell thing is in. Walk in the direction of the Shadowfell doorway. Um, and of course, being mindful not to step in it himself. What would I roll for that? Nothing. You can find that. You find okay, the sure. portal. You can you can feel the edge of it. How are you Look, planning on pushing me in there? Huh? I would like if you went in, because just about everyone else seemed to. Uh, hmm. I feel like staying here would be more fun. What are you even going to do here? There's nothing to do here. Mm. You're probably not even real. This is probably another thing that I'm imagining. Man, you must have gone crazy after you killed me. This is awesome. No, no, it was quite some time after. This wasn't all you. Uh, all give credit, credit where credit is due, little bro. Am I, is he able to, like, grab him? I mean, they've, they've all been temporarily corporeal, right? Some of them were temporarily possessing bodies. He does not appear to be. Oh, boy. All right. 
So you need to go in there before I can go back topside, get the abilities I need to save people. Mm, nah, I think I'll keep you here forever. I killed you because you were going to kill Elstead and you were going to take over the entire family business. No, no, you know what? You killed your mom and you killed my sister. Get in the portal. Hmm. I do feel bad about that. But I didn't do it with my own hands. I mean, I just ordered somebody to. You Gee's killed only... me with your own hands. That's different. That's personal. Keith is getting irritated and he's going to try and get a hold of Philip. Not necessarily going to push him in yet, but see if he can grasp him. You cannot. Your hands reach out into the darkness where the voice is coming from and you hear a light chuckle. So you're going to follow me, huh? Follow you? You're going to stay here. They'll never find you. Screw it. Screw it. And he's just going to walk into the portal. You step into what was previously just a stone wall with a symbolic door around it. It is if someone grabs your face and shoves you back. Ow. It really hurts your neck. The torsion is just really unpleasant. You hear a familiar grunt from in front of you that says, nope, one-way door, buddy. Also, the nerve of this guy. What? Who's there? You, Do I have light yet? Nope. You recognize the second voice as Ooster Stedler. <sighs> Who's this chump? Gij will stand up and annoyedly look in the direction of where Philip's voice coming from. He says, that is my friend. And I didn't protect him. Hey, look. Look at you killing your friends. Good job. No, I did not kill him. I could have done more, but I didn't kill him. Uh, tomato, tomato. And he is a hundred times better a person than you will ever be. And even he has to go at some point. Yeah, speaking of, this is Ooster again. I got to get back because I don't want to be trapped here. And that was a really dumb thing trying to walk through. Don't do it again because it will be the end of you. Well, he's, he's, I know that I'm not better than anyone. I was just a crappy servant. And I know at some point I'm going to have to pay for all the things I've done. But if it's just me paying for it, that's a lot better than hundreds or thousands of people having to pay for it. So fine, if my hands get dirty, okay, I'm, I'm used to that. So if I have to do this, if I have to like, I don't know, die in some way before I can get what I need to save people, then okay, fine, I'll do that. Gage is a little shaky because he's he's be, he's being forced to confront the people he's made these snap decisions against. You continue to hear Philip chuckling to himself, but Ooster's voice gets very close to you and whispers, Look, Gage, this isn't about your guilt or punishment. A martyr doesn't do any good right now. What people need is a beacon. I don't know what that means, but I'll try to do that. Just because the light they gave you went out doesn't mean you don't have it anymore. You want to be that guidance for others, right? Make the hard decisions, help people. It's got to be you who does it. Don't count on these tools. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of already am. Someone in the, I don't think you met her, but she said that I am brain problems and I'm the leader. So I guess I, guess I am the leader. Well, you certainly have brain problems. <laughs> but we'll see if you're a leader. Do you think you could help me get Philip through there? I don't know if it's bad, but I, I can't I can't grab him. And I don't think he's going to go through, despite any amount of convincing, I can I try. Hey, you think you're in the dark right now? So is he. How long has he been dead? How know. confused is he? Gish finds himself confused and doesn't know what exactly to do. I don't know what to do, James. Do I need to keep talking to Philip? You have to find the light within. You are literally pledging for the uh, light and the darkness team. Okay. Gige hears what Uster says, and he's still not certain, so he walks back to Philip. And he says, so what else do you want other than to just stay here forever? What else do I want? I want you to stay here with me, man. 
It's going to be sweet, sweet. You hear the sound of hands clapping together in front of you. Suffering. I'm not wearing my blindfold anymore, right? Nope. But the visions aren't bad? There are none. Okay. Gish is going to rub his hands really tightly into his face and says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I killed you, but I had to do it. And you kind of left me no option. Is that supposed to make me feel better? I don't know. I, I didn't get the learning you did, but I don't know how to help you move on. Maybe you shouldn't be a cleric then, huh? Gish will look in the direction of where he recalls hearing Esther's voice, hoping he might say something, and then look back towards where he knows Philip was. And he'll repeat, there's nothing left here anymore. Like, your mom's dead. Your dad is going around chasing the Indicott. I don't know what's in the Shadowfell, but there's more there than there is here. There is a moment of silence. You think she's there? Probably. That's where they all go, I think. You know more about religion than I do. I mean, even though she got mad at you, she does love you. In this moment, you can see ever so slightly. You look around for the source of the light and find that it is coming from your chest. And in front of you, you can see Philip. He is ever so slowly just sort of sliding towards the gate. Gish quietly mutters to himself, God, I hope there's not quartz in there too. What? In his chest. Oh. (laughs) He looks to you and says, I still don't forgive you as he blurps through the gate. And when you look back to where Ooster was, he is gone. Gij just breathes through his nose and nods and then says, is anyone else in here? Am I done? As Gij calls out to the darkness, we will wrap for the evening. Very exciting. I see I was right. The flower picking um, oh. and paper making were way cooler. Mm-hmm. Way more intense. Wow. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's an obviously nice. silly comment. Is this Next 40- maximum bully? Is this 42 or 43? 42. With that, our heroes have armed themselves with divine powers, but many questions still remain. Will Eden pass on battling the Feasting Crow to redecorate and rechristen her new establishment? Is Galena as hopeless at reading sheet music as she is at reading blueprints? Will Sten find the specifics of these supposed attic alterations before it's hypothetically too late? How did Gish complete his religious trials without ever uttering Saloon's name? And can Sariel get the group on task before night falls? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. So I was asking while I was disconnected and feeling dumb, because I was talking to myself for a while. Mark, how frustrating was that on a scale of one to goddammit, James? Um, I think it's good. It wasn't terribly frustrating. I would say the paper was more frustrating. Hmm. <laughs>